Thank you, Brother Sharp. All right, can I, can I encourage you with this? May, keep these prayer lists in your Bible, something like that, and, and then just make sure to be looking over them and be aware and be reminded um, of what is going on in people's lives and, and do something to help you pray uh, for one another. All right, Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 3. A couple of things, I man, I just, I, I forget, and I'm sorry, um, Brother Bill Iker, uh, Miss Tony, they, they mentioned to me as well, sorry I didn't mention this, um, their son who was visiting here a couple of, a couple of services or weeks ago, his, his pastor um, just suddenly died, um, it's completely unexpected, uh, pastor's a, a Baptist church in Oregon, and so... What did you tell me the name of that church was? Oregon Trail Baptist Church in, in Vail, Oregon. And so if you, if you would, uh, you think about it tonight, just ask the Lord to help that family and that congregation. I know that that would be a blessing. And is that your son's father-in-law as well? So their son's married to his daughter, and just pray uh, for them. I know they'd appreciate that as well. All right. Um, so, so thankful for your patience and how Sunday night went and, uh, thankful for what we have coming and going on. Looking forward to, uh, Sunday in a couple of Sundays with, uh, when we finalize our, our two new trustees and then we, we go through the budget together. Um, the, I'll explain the budget mistake. There is a very simple, obvious reason why that happened. My fault. I'll explain it to you. But I'm going to save that juicy detail for Sunday night when we actually talk about it. Um, and don't forget, if you have questions, the current trustees or myself, and uh, just if you want to email them to Miss Carrie, that would be fine as well. But if you have a question, you can assume somebody else probably has that one or another one. All right, Nehemiah 3. If you would, let's stand together to honor God's word as we read it. Guest. It's great to have you here. If you are a guest, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, and we sure do appreciate it. Our desire is always that God will speak to us and talk to us. Also, sorry, last announcement, and then I'll be done. Um, we're going to have our regular scheduled classes on Sunday, and uh, things won't be completely finished, but they'll be finished enough for us to be able to have classes, and so that'll be happening on Sunday. And if there's any kind of change uh, to that, Brother Adam... Uh, will communicate that. Miss Carrie will communicate that. So excited about that. Thank you for being so flexible on Sunday. It's kind of fun, actually. And so praise the Lord. And I saw some videos, maybe should show it sometime, but uh, Brother Hetzer sent me a video of flooding going on in San Diego while we were getting all that snow. They had, in a 24-hour period, they've had, they had the most rain they've had in 100 years. And their, their church got, they, they already had issues with their church because of other things. They're not in their building right now. But then you add that, it, the, they got flooded as well. And so I'm like, yeah, praise the Lord for a leaky sprinkler pipe. Could have been, been way worse, man. I'll say this, Idaho's way better than California for a lot of reasons. So anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, and if anybody's offended by that, I'm just going to say, why are you living in Idaho? So. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Nehemiah 3, there, there's a phrase 
I'm just going to, I'm going to read a little bit, and I want you to pick up on a phrase that is used repeatedly, not in every verse, but just about every verse. There's two of them. They sound different, but they mean the same thing. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it unto the tower of Hananiel. And next unto him builded the men of Jericho, and next to them builded Zachar, the son of Imri. But the fish gate did the sons of Hassanah build, who also laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Merermoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Kaz. And next unto them repaired Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, the son of Meshezabiel. And next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of Baana. And next unto them the Tekoites repaired. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. Moreover, the old gate repaired Jehoiada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Basodiah. They laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Melatiah, the Gibeonite. And then this next statement is significant. If you're, uh, because I'm preaching, I'm going to share this. This is where we get our son's name, Jaden, from. Now in Hebrew, I understand it's pronounced differently, but this is where we get it from. And it's Jaden the moron thite. <laughs> is that what that says, the moron thite? Oh, no, that's moronathite. Okay, my bad. That's where we, <laughs> we get Jaden's name from. Thought that was pretty solid. <laughs> Jaden the Moronathite, the men of Gibeah and of Mizpah, unto the throne of the governor on this side of the river, next unto him repaired Uziel. Go down to verse number 17 and, or excuse me, verse number 16. After him repaired Nehemiah. Look at verse 17. After him repaired the Levites, Rehum the son of Bani. Next unto him repaired Hasha. Baya, the ruler of the half part of Kila, in this part, after him repaired their brethren, Bevai, the son of Henadad, the ruler of the half part of Kila, and next to him. And you keep seeing this phrase. Here's the title, and we're done reading. It will highlight some different things. Family building. Or you could say it this way, building as a family. This is observed and stated by so many people, and, and it's more than this. But there is an, an atmosphere of a family here. It is not perfect. There are flaws, but we genuinely try to care about each other here. And you're like, well, I can think of this. Okay, yeah, you can pull coals in anything. I'd encourage you to be as critical of your own family if you're going to do it that way. We have something pretty special here. And sometimes, sometimes not, sometimes all the time you get out of it what you put into it, both by presence and participation. And this is a place where we are genuinely trying to care about each other. It's the unofficial theme of our church, be excited about God and be excited about people. I, mean, we, I want that to drive what we do and who we are. And people reference that. Well, we don't, we don't just need to care about one another. We got to build together. If, if we're going to build, we need to be building together. 
You're like, is this about that thing? Yeah, I told y'all, like three months ago, we're in Nehemiah for this thing. And so it has a lot of application to that, but a lot of application to a lot of different areas of ministry and life. And so family building or building as a family. Father, thanks for the time. Thank you for letting us be together. Much is going on that we need your involvement in. But the truth is, God, whether we think we do or not, know we do or not, we need you every moment of our life on this earth. And so thank you for your awareness of us and your involvement in our lives, your interest in our lives. And I don't know how you could use this tonight to help in every person's life, but I pray that you would and that we would be responsive to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thanks so much for standing. In August of last year, the 3rd and 4th of August, Slovenia, the country of Slovenia, experienced massive flooding. And one expert that was a part of assessing that damage said that more than two-thirds of the entire country was flooded almost instantly. And and they have a, a lot of influx of rivers flowing through there, and then because of the geography of the mountains and the valleys and all of that. It's an area, I did not know this, but is very susceptible to flash floods. And, and so there's just so much damage that was done and, and people's lives put in danger. Maybe, maybe even people killed. I don't know about that. But just within a couple of days, m- more than half of the country was devastated by these floods. But here's the part that I want you to get, and why they were able to recover from that so quickly. The floods occurred the 3rd and the 4th. By August the 14th, between eleven and 12,000 volunteers were on the ground, beginning to dig things out and to repair things and to help and to provide provisions. And, and so you just had this incredible workforce of human beings that were willing to get involved because something significant needed to be done. I, I know you noticed it, but the phrase, the two phrases are these, next unto them or after them. I went through and counted these, and I might be off one or two, but approximately 30 times in chapter 3, that phrase is mentioned. And you need to, you believe this about the Bible. If we believe that God inspired it, that God preserved it, then you got to recognize that the words and the phrases that are there are there on purpose. Okay, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, I think. But you look in Psalm, I, um, there's a chapter that it just about every verse, I think every verse has this phrase, for his mercy endureth forever. And so when you see the repetition of something, God is trying to get us to pay attention to it. And the repetition of this phrase is implying the significance of building together, of being a family, of building as a family. And here's the point of this that a lot of people were involved in this project. Now, it, the Bible's clear about how it happened. God, Nehemiah had the burden, and then God opened the door. Okay, this is just a side note. Sometimes, sometimes we're waiting for God to tell us to do something when we just need to respond to what needs to be done. I, you know, I want, I want God to tell me to be a witness to my neighbor. He's already told you. Yeah, you're looking for some kind of secondary calling. Well, well, you know, I want God to call me to go help these people. Well, I mean, if you see somebody that needs kindness or help, how about you just be a Christian? And I'm not, I'm not saying God doesn't call people for certain things. I believe that. 
But, but I am saying that sometimes we make it more complicated than it should be. There's no evidence of God calling Nehemiah. There is evidence of Nehemiah having a burden for something that needed to be done and then God confirming in him and opening the door for him of what needed to be done. And, and he went through the steps. He didn't just run to it. It wasn't done carelessly or casually. So Nehemiah, he, he has the vision. He has the, the preparation and the God opening the door for him. He goes about and he, he leads the way in this. There is no doubt at all. There is no doubt at all that Nehemiah is the unquestioned leader of this building program. There's zero doubt about that. He is the unquestioned, God-blessed, people-recognized leader of this building program. But this is also equally as obvious. Nehemiah wasn't building that wall by himself. He wasn't going to build it alone. You know what I believe Nehemiah recognized as a leader? I may have a really big vision. I know I have a really big God, but I'm really limited about what I can do on my own. <laughs> Look, I'm not afraid of this. I might as well just be honest about it. There's multiple reasons for it. I won't get into them all. But one of, one of the reasons why this isn't a one-man show, let me just give you the main one. Because if it's about anybody, it's about Jesus. Amen. And if it's about anything else besides him, it's about loving people, okay? So that, those would be the two biggest reasons. But here's another reason. If we're actually going to do something that matters in eternity for God, a lot of people can do more than one person. And there is a lot more that needs to be done than can be done by one person. So you can, it's fine to say, Nehemiah, the unquestioned, God-sanctioned and blessed leader of this building program, but it's also equally as important that we recognize Nehemiah on his own is not getting anything of significance done by himself. And can I tell you what Nehemiah recognized? He recognized that. Nehemiah knew, I, this can't be a one-man deal. It, this can't just be about one person. This can't be about me having my hands in everything. This can't be about me doing everything. No, this is going to involve, it is necessary that this involve, please get this, please, 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 please get this, that this involve as many people as possible. You might recognize that. This isn't in the notes. I I'm saying it now because I think it should be in the notes and thank the Lord for bringing it to my mind. It, I think it's good that people get involved. I'll try to say this later, that people get involved in things that benefit them. Let me throw something out here real quick. <laughs> I'm not, you're like, man, it's a Wednesday night. You're trying to make everybody mad? No, but just let me throw this out. I think it's okay for you to say, man, if I benefit from the nursery... Anybody want to finish my sentence? Maybe I should help in the nursery. Well, working with other people's kids isn't fun. Right, working with your kids isn't either. <laughs> no, no, it's okay that if you benefit from something, you be involved in it. My, my kids, 
have to help clean up after meals. Yeah, this idea that everybody's supposed to sit around and watch mom who already did the work getting the meal ready. You just need to sit around and watch your mom do the work while you go play your video games. Look, I, I hope I do make somebody mad about this. If that's what's going on in your home, correct it. Because your, your wife and your mother wasn't created just to wait on you hand and foot. You benefited from that meal. How about you go sweep the floor and do some dishes and help clean some things up? Hallelujah. That's good preaching right there. I'm not even to the point yet. No, this is what I'm saying. I, 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 I have benefited from being at West Valley. No, if you can, I'm not telling you to say that. I, I will not coerce people to say that they have been blessed by being here. But if you can say that before God, and, and if, you, if, if you should want to be at a church where you can say, and it's not just one thing, man. I'm helped by the different people that are here. I'm helped by the prayer times. I'm helped by the praises. I'm helped by something someone has done in these things. I'm helped by a lesson. Man, the, the, I'm so thankful for how fired up people were about Brother Justin's lesson on Sunday. You're like, man, I've just... I was helped by that. I'm helped by this person's encouragement, and I'm helped by this relationship. I'm helped by this preaching. I'm helped by this singing. I'm helped by these different kinds of ministries. Whatever it is that I help, if you're getting blessed by something, you should kind of have an expectation of yourself that you would be involved in helping to build it. It's a completely different message, but I'll go ahead. No, nah, it actually kind of fits in here. We are, we are in a generation of consumers, and churches cater to that. No, no, this is why churches change so many things for the sake of reaching people. They, and I'm not saying it's all bad, but a whole lot of it, most of it's misguided. We're going to change everything about everything because we just got to reach people. You know what you're doing? You're catering to consumerism. That's what you're doing. And once you start down that road, you can't stop. Once I change something... In order to appeal to people's appetites rather than trying to be principled in the way that we do things. And by the way, being principled, there is room in there. No, 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 no. You've never heard me say, and you won't hear me say, there's only one way. In fact, I'm constantly talking about whether in personal convictions or the way you do church, there's multiple ways. I hope what you can appreciate is that whether you would, if you were the pastor, land exactly where I do, that we are trying to have biblically principled reasons for what we're doing and why we're doing it. And here's what that means. It doesn't mean I'm against everything. It doesn't mean that you know my opinions about every single issue. It means this. We will not be a church of consumers. We are trying to be a church of disciples. And so if you, you, you're just all about satisfying what people want, well, then people aren't going to be involved. But we're trying to build a church where people are being blessed by God it, wanting Christ to build that, and if you're getting blessed for it, it's okay to have some expectation of yourself that you be involved in helping to build it. It's okay. So, a lot of people were involved, and a lot of building got done. <laughs> look at look at chapter four, verse six. I love Nehemiah's use of plural pronouns. So built, what's the word? We the wall. And all the wall was joined together into the half thereof. We'll get to, the, we'll get to that verse later, the Lord willing. Come, come back to me. Come back to me. Be back in chapter 3. A lot of building got built. Because a lot of people were building. 
So here's the statement. And Brother Felipe, do not correct the way I say this tonight, all right? Just keep it to yourself. It's gooder. <laughs> okay. Here's the statement. The more building, the more built. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the more building as in there's more building quantity. There's more building as in there's more quantity of structure. There's more people building. The more building, the more built. It's a simple statement. Here's three things that I see in this that I want you to see, and I use the word see, as in see with your eyes. Try to see this with your heart tonight. Number one, see your value. See your value. We can't all do the same thing, but we can all do something for the same cause. We can't all do the same thing. And, and, and look, you need to not be offended by that. And you need to not be discouraged by that. Well, why do they get these opportunities? And why do they get to do that? And why do they get to do that? I don't know all those reasons. I just know that not one person was everywhere on the wall. You know what nobody else was doing? Nobody else was looking. According to this text, nobody was looking around saying, why do they get to build on the fish gate, but I'm building on the dung gate? Look, I'm going to use that as much as I can while I'm in. Man, I want to be on the fish gate. It's a place of honor. I'm on the dung gate where Brother Fiavi's crew's working over here. That's where they would have been. They're licensed for the dung gate. Okay, I got to stop. Man, well, well I, you know what? At, at my... At my, at, at my old church, I, I used to do that class, but they're doing that class. Right, right. Don't live in the shadow of your old church. Be where you are. No, if you're here, be here. You're in this family. Be in this family. Well, they, they get to do that. Well, well why? Stop asking, stop asking why about everything and say, God, I'm available I don't, even all, I don't even know all the reasons why. I, listen, I, I try to be, and I won't claim perfection in this, but I try to be sensitive to the Spirit of God when decisions have to be made about who is where and when and how. And, and, and the desire is that everyone be in their place, and, and God is able to make that happen in His time. But you've got to understand just because it's not the place that you would desire doesn't mean it's not a place that has no importance. See your value. Also see your value in this way. See your value that you don't have to have the same ability as somebody else to be valuable. You can't, you can't do everything. Some people think, hey, I can't do everything as well as they do it. Who said anything about doing everything as well as somebody else does? And no, no, look, I'll, I'll talk about this. I, and, and I know, I trust that Brother Gene knows my heart. He, man, I don't, I don't care if a person can remember a hundred names or can't remember any names. It's the sincerity before God that makes the biggest difference. And, and God will use you. Stop looking around and assessing yourself and saying, well, they do that better or they do this better. So? What is, it, what is it that you can do that, that you aren't doing? What is it that you should do, be doing that you're not doing? 
See your value. There's just a, a few thoughts under this point. There's a place for everyone in the building. In the building of the wall and in this building. There's room for everybody in here. Families were involved in the building. You go to verse number 12. Next unto him repaired Shalom, the son of Holahesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. Stop there. Almost everyone that's mentioned was mentioned as the son of someone. It's wonderful. You say, well, obviously. It's like, who in here has a dad? Yeah, see? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Some of y'all are Googling it right now. You're like, no, no. It's a family affair. Moms and dads, have your kids involved. Get them involved. Well, my kids just aren't comfortable. If you only did stuff with your kids that they were comfortable with, they're going to have cavities, they're going to be illiterate, and they will never have jobs that make them productive members of society. No, the, the, the real reason we don't get our kids involved in church like we need to is because we're just not comfortable. Yeah, I, I, the Connect class is having an activity, and I jumped in there last Sunday night just to be a disruption, not because I wanted to participate I'm going to just jump in there and yell at everybody. And Sete and David are running around in there. And I love it. No, no, I love it. That's what I want. Be because I want those little boys growing up, remembering, having great interactions with the singles in that class. I want them growing up, knowing what it was like to watch mom and dad minister. I want them to have good memories about being involved in church. Also, this is a contribution to them having good memories. Their moms and their dads both have good attitudes about being involved in church. Um, men and women were involved. Look at verse 12. This dude that I read about, Shalom, he and his daughters. Okay. You don't have to be excited about it. You know what I think about Jesus Okay, since none of you are asking, I was hoping someone would say, what, Pastor, what do you think about? He did more to elevate women and their value in culture than any ridiculous feminist movement has ever done. Like, oh, that's misogynist. No, it's not. It's biblical, hallelujah. Jesus elevated everyone that would humble themselves before him. It's wonderful. You take a biblical approach to genders, it does not equal oppression. It equals freedom. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, churches have gotten all weird. Like, lady, just sit over there. Oh, no. Man, my wife's too smart to just sit over there. <laughs> okay, I don't know if people are skeptical of that, but... Would you like to come say a few words? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there is a line. <laughs> like, see, we knew you were, what, trying to be biblical? Right, we are. But just because God has defined some things for one gender and some things for another, man, there is value to men and women. And this dude had his daughters building that wall. And it's, it's wonderful. Okay, I'll move on. See your value. Number two. Actually, no, go back to number one. Uh, sorry, verse 31, verse 12, verse 22. I won't read them. You can go back and do your own research. There were, there were different occupations 
their occupations are mentioned. Some of them are leaders, some of them are followers, some of them were religious leaders, some of them were political leaders, some of them, one of them is mentioned as the leader of half of Jerusalem, another one is mentioned as some kind of goldsmith or, or a worker with different kinds of metals. Here's the point, your career or occupation does not determine whether or not you should be involved. You know what a lot of people do? They ask their job if they can be involved. Instead of telling their job they're going to be involved. No, 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 no. Okay, here's another. Don't hear what I didn't say. Because, <laughs> I, man, I love it when the looks change and the head tilts. Just like, hmm. <laughs> What you talking about, Willie? <laughs> no, I'm okay that you do that. I'm okay if you head tilt me. It happens every service. I'm used to it. And you better not be a biblical preacher if you're afraid of some head tilting. And people are like, I wonder if he's talking about me. The answer to that is always yes. It's all, if you're here watching on live stream, I am talking to you about you. Hallelujah. Look, there are occupations and things that come up and that are necessary to our society. You have never heard me say that no one should ever miss any service because of their job. I'm actually thankful that doctors and medical professionals and policemen and firemen and others that keep the infrastructure of our culture together. I'm, I, now, do I think it could be done? Some of it could be adjusted? Yeah. Do I, do I think every store that's open on Sunday needs to be open? No. Do I think God can bless when some of those things close down and when you give God some priority? Absolutely. Do I think you have to figure out the balance of providing for your family and still honoring God and the culture that we live in? Absolutely. But there are far too many believers that just cave as though they have no voice. Ever. Instead of saying, hey, I got to do this and I got to do this. Look, it's not my job to tell everybody where you should land exactly on that issue. And, and you will not be able to accurately accuse me of saying that because I haven't. You want a personal conversation, I'll be happy to talk to you about that. I've already defended so many times people that, that have to navigate those issues. Don't put, please don't put something in my mouth that I haven't said. But you also need to, you also, sir and ma'am, need to feel the tension of, Am I letting God guide me more than I'm letting my job guide me? You do need to feel that tension in your life. It's okay. All right, so now to number two, based on the response to this. Maybe I should have just skipped all that. But number two, you first see your value. You're valuable. You're so valuable. Number two, see your role. It was a coordinated effort under the leadership of Nehemiah. But we already read chapter four, verse six. The wall was completed to the half and that was only possible because people were building according to a plan with an end in mind. Here's what I wrote down. It wasn't like the book of Judges. What do you mean the book of Judges? What is the theme of the book of Judges? Every man did that which was what? Right in his own eyes. Look, your home can't be a healthy structured home if you let your kids live that way. Okay, this is my favorite thing about Jaron, one of my favorite things, not my favorite thing about him, that's terrible. One of my favorite things about where he is right now, he'll, he'll, go to, he'll go to Andrea and he'll be like, I haven't gotten to play Xbox today. <laughs> now some of you right now, you're questioning why you're here, you're like, pastor has an Xbox? <laughs> yes. I just, it's hard to keep Andrea off of it, but I, you know. 
kids would be a lot better developed if she wasn't gaming all the time. But you know, <laughs> you know the statistics about women in their early 40s, man. <laughs> Three in the morning, a bag of Cheetos, and she's like, hey, come on, babe, I want to be in submission, but one more level. And uh, Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> Carrie, please make sure that gets in the notes. I got to remember that. Oh, was so, <laughs> so Jaren, he'll walk up to Andrew and he'll be like, like, I haven't played today. And I love this about my wife. She's like, so? <laughs> but I haven't played today. So? But I, mom, and, and like he gets desperate. <laughs> but, but mom, I haven't played today. And she's like, you're not playing the rest of the week. <laughs> it's just fun. Man, my wife is bad. <laughs> She's like an assassin, dude. It's so cool. She's probably got a cartel tattoo on. I mean, no, okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I need to stop. I really, man, once this goes off the rails, it just goes so bad. You know, your home doesn't work when your children are doing that which is right in their own eyes. No, and you know what it's like to be in homes and to be out in public with families where there is no expectation and there is no rule and there is no clearly defined end. No, there has to be clearly defined ends if you're going to raise your children a certain way. So you define the end and that helps you to define the process for how to get to that product. And I'm telling you in a church, we can't be all over the place. No, I'm okay. I've heard helpful suggestions even since Sunday night. And, and anytime something is given in the right spirit with the right intent, I'm going to receive it and try to humbly consider it. I'm thankful for those things. And I'll own stuff. I do my best to own stuff when I get it wrong. But please hear me. It cannot be every man or woman doing that which is right in their own eyes. You don't get to a place of productivity and accomplishment if everybody's like, well, I think this would be better this way. Fine, think that. But just don't live like that. Be mature enough to express your concern and your opinion without having the expectation that it's followed or you're not going to be involved. Now, I need to say that again. Be mature enough to express your concern or opinion, but to still be involved even if it's not followed. We're not talking about ethical stuff here. Let me just go ahead, since I'm dropping bombs all over the place. I literally have two pages of notes, and this went way longer than I intended. Not sorry. I was just trying. Let me go ahead and throw this out there. I meant to mention this Sunday night, and I forgot to. We're getting ready to redo the sanctuary. That's starting. That side's starting soon, and this will be starting soonish. And that'll be starting. It's going to be great. Um, we're going to have to replace all the carpet in here. Oh, yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. When I first got here, brother, uh, a couple of, I almost said names. Um, there were some signs in the office that said no food or drink in the sanctuary. My second Sunday here, I think, as pastor, which I only had one before I became the pastor. So this was in, like within the first month. I come out on a Sunday morning and somebody's trying to mount those signs. I'm like, are you out of your mind? You put that up, people are going to think he rolls up and he's changing all the rules right away. 
Like, no, bro. No, this is not getting blamed on me right now. I don't have enough credibility for something like that. Man, if that was going to happen, that needed to happen while Brother Hedzer was here. But this carpet is getting brand new. I appreciated this about the Sunday school teachers. When we put new carpet back there, there were requests about different drinks and food back there. And I told them no about a lot of things to take care of that carpet. And so what we've asked the kids to do, we're going to do in here with coffee and other stuff. You say, why? Because we, we got to be able to listen without sipping for an hour and a half. <laughs> so we're still going to make coffee. Drink two or three cups before if you need to. Just don't, just be able to hold it for as long as you need to. <laughs> you say there's different ways to do things. Right, there are different ways. Well, pastor, I have this really fancy mug. It wouldn't spill. Eh. but somebody's will. There were people willing to cooperate with the coordination of God's leadership. Number three, see your responsibility. See your value, see your role, see your responsibility. Your involvement and intensity is up to you. Look at verse number five. And next unto them, the Tekoites repaired. Look down at verse, mm, where is it? I'm sorry. Well, you... You look at verse 20, Barak, the son of Zabbi, earnestly repaired. You can go on in another place. I didn't write it down, I'm sorry, but the Tekoites are mentioned a couple of times. And so you have these, you have these a group of people that say, man, we're going to be as involved as we can. And then you have this other group in verse 5 that says this, we, we won't. And it's interesting that it's the nobles. We won't be involved. When it says they, they put not their necks to the work, they refuse to submit to being involved. Here's the point. When you don't choose to be involved, you are choosing to not be involved. When, when you don't choose to be involved, you are, in fact, choosing to not be involved. You can make excuses, but rarely do we have legitimate reasons for not being involved. There are things that happen, things that come up, issues, limitations, all of that. But there's room for everybody to do something, to be involved. Um, here's the statement, the more building, the more built. Now, just for the sake of, of safety and, and guarding against offense and keeping things clear, please get me on this. I have not said one time how much anyone should be involved. Agree? It, it's not my job to nag you, to hound you. And different people have different things going on. Please get this. It is not my job to do that with you. And, and if you leave, pastor doesn't think we're, that, that should not be any part of your process at all, at all. When I, that last point, see your responsibility, here's what that means. You have to answer to God for what you do with this gift. Is your marriage a gift? Are your children a gift? Is your job a gift? Is you, it, it, are, are, as a single individual, are your relationships a gift and opportunities a gift? All those things. Is, is your education, is it a gift? 
Yeah, you have to answer to God for what you do with those gifts. Are your abilities a gift? Okay, this church is a gift. It is. That, all the credit goes to Jesus Christ and then people that choose to follow him. It's, but it is a gift. You're responsible for it. This has nothing to do with well, pastor thinks. I, it's not, I'm not analyzing you that way. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Consider. Number one, is it true that more building, more built? Is that true? Okay, if it is true. If it is true. Where is your fingerprint on this building? No, no, no. I'm not talking about this addition. I'm talking about the life of this church and people's lives being affected. Whose life has your fingerprints on them? And no, look, you understand what I mean by that. How many guests did you try to meet last Sunday? What people on this prayer list did you pray for last week? Have you ever given anything to missions? No, what, what, when have you gone and talked to Brother Adam or to another leader and said, hey, if there's anything I can do to help, let me help. No, I'm just, I'm asking you to say, where are my fingerprints in the building? Look, we're not, we're not doing this, but, but every part of that wall had somebody's name on it. And I'll say it again. I said this in the intro. If I'm benefited from if I'm benefiting from it and my kids are benefiting from it, then I should be involved somehow in helping to build it. I did not say how. It's not my job. And believe me, no matter how much intensity I preach with about these things, I'm not thinking critically of you at all. I'm just asking you to consider. If more building equals more built, where am I contributing to it? And just let God guide you in it. And you know what's great about God? He's not going to have you do more than you need to. He may have you do more than you want to. <laughs> That's all another sermon, man. Oh, man, I could, I could ask. I could, don't, do not answer this. I could ask. Yeah, ask a few of us. Have I always made you comfortable? <laughs> do, do not. Do, do, don't. Ask the Wicklands. Have I always made you? Ask the Engbergs. Have I always made you comfortable? No. <laughs> no. Ask Miss Carrie tonight. <laughs> Man, I've always made you Things going on and all of a sudden. No, it's not always about how much you want. I'm asking you to let God guide you in how much you want to do. How much you should be involved. And where? And don't make it complicated. And I just talked about three things. Prayer and kindness and being present. We can all do those things. More building, more built. More building equals more built. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. So many people need to be loved. So many people need to hear about Jesus. So many people need to be encouraged. So many people need to get a note, need to get a text, need to get a meal. So many people need to know that somebody cares about them. Man, just thinking about that flood that we referenced as the illustration in Slovenia. There's a flood of people. There's a flood of heartache. There's a flood of addiction. There's a flood of the lost. There's a flood of hopelessness. And, and, and God would use us. He would use us to help restore and repair and rescue and build 
his kingdom in people's hearts. But we got to be involved. You don't, even, you don't even have to know how exactly. Just, and I'm, I'm willing to be in. I'm willing to be in. Let's all stand together. Whether at church or at home. I mean, there's all kinds of home application we could have made. Maybe some things need to change at home because one, one parent is pulling harder than the other. Or some kids need to recognize the labor of their mom or dad, their single parent, or they recognize the labor of both their parents and say, yeah, I need to help out more. But if God has spoken to your heart, respond to him. Brother Nate, start singing, please. If God has spoken to your heart, you respond to him for just a moment.